0: Welcome to this podcast from Greater Boston on WGBH2. It is one in a series of interviews with authors conducted by Greater Boston host Emily Rooney. Our podcasts are made possible through the generous contributions of WGBH viewers and listeners like you. Thanks for joining us. And now, here's Emily.
1: What if is a question often raised by science fiction. Now, one physicist has the answer to those questions about the possibility of teleportation, a parallel universe, and time travel. The book is Physics of the Impossible, and author Mikio Kaku is here. Welcome.
0: Glad to be on the show. This is terrific.
1: This is the number one science book in the country on the you know, right. best-selling
0: list. Five weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Who would have thought that a book with the word physics in it yeah, would Yeah, but have you know why? The... You tapped into a
1: very wide audience, which is the Star Trek group, and, and you, you answer some of the things that were raised in Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And I'm fascinated by the way you do this. You put it in three classifications of impossibility or possibility, as you might put it. And and, and the first classification is the largest, and it contains a lot of the Star Wars phenomena, like teleportation. And you you sort of rule things out by whether they are possible within the laws of physics, science, but teleportation, you say, might be.
0: That's right. Class 1 impossibilities include invisibility, like Harry Potter, uh, right. teleportation, Star Trek, telepathy. Uh, the bulk of what you see in the science fiction movies are, in fact, possible in the coming years to decades. Class 2 impossibilities are, are impossible today, but may be possible on a scale of centuries, like time, time travel, travel <laughs> interdimensional travel. I yeah. mean, this is really mind-boggling yeah. stuff, but on a scale of maybe millennia, it's possible. And then class three impossibilities are just downright impossible. (laughs) Perpetual motion machines, uh, seeing the future—they are downright impossible. To
1: make that distinction, why would something like clairvoyance, for a better word, Uh, be impossible if there was, if there could be a? There's no such thing as a magnetic field that could take, that could read something from the future and bring it.
0: Well, we do believe that within Einstein's theory, time travel may in fact be possible. Uh, Einstein said that time is a river that speeds up and slows down. The new wrinkle is we think that the river of time can have whirlpools, the river of time a fork into two rivers. And we have designs for time machines published in the physics literature. But of course, they're very advanced. They're not for us. No inventor is going to invent a time machine in their basement. But we do think that in the far future, time travel may, in fact, be possible if you can control the energy of stars, black holes. Uh, They can rip the fabric of space and time. So limited forms of precognition, clairvoyance are possible within the framework of Einstein's theory.
1: And is is time travel literally... traveling at the speed of light back into time? Well, we
0: used to think that if you go very, very fast, maybe you could break the light barrier, Mm -hmm. but we rule that out. Now we're thinking of maybe making a looking glass like Alice in Wonderland, where a looking glass is a gateway between the present and the past. So if you stick your hand through the looking glass, your hand goes into a new world, the world of the past. These are called wormholes. They are allowed in Einstein's theory, We're still debating about how much energy it takes to open one up. A DeLorean is not going to allow you to meet your teenage mother before you're born, (laughs) like in Back (laughs) to the Future. (laughs) Michael J. Fox can't do it with plutonium. But with a star, with very advanced technology, perhaps it's possible. So one day, if somebody knocks on your door and claims to be your great-great-great-great-great-granddaughter, don't slam the door. Because maybe our descendants yeah. have built a time machine and they want to go backwards in time to meet their illustrious ancestors. Oh, my goodness. They're going to get all the doo-doo-doo-doos out there going. <laughs> but
1: on some of the things that you think are possible. It all has to do with the, with the electromagnetic field. And, of course, the one thing that everybody adored about uh, Star Trek was the teleportation, because you can think, if you could do that, you could put yourself anywhere. You could avoid airplanes, cars, anything like that, you know. Solve the
0: energy crisis.
1: Solve the energy crisis. You could be on vacation in, in, in a second.
0: Teleport yourself to your office, right, to your chair. Could you bring all your stuff with you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, believe it or not, on a subatomic scale with particles of light called photons, we've done it already with atoms as well, the world's record is 100 miles. We can actually teleport particles of light, photons, from one canary island to another. The next is the space shuttle. We're going to zap photons into outer space, and after 2020, when we're back on the moon, show that we can even teleport to the moon. Atoms cannot be teleported. Cesium, beryllium atoms were teleported just a few years ago. The first molecule we think will be teleported perhaps in a decade. After that, DNA, maybe a virus, maybe a living cell in the future. But Captain Kirk is more difficult. Uh, We consist of 50 trillion cells. (laughs) That's an awful lot of cells. So it'll take maybe hundreds of years before we can teleport a human Hmm. from one point to another point. But that raises a question, because you have to die. You have to dissolve in the process of being reformed someplace else. And so if you saw Captain Kirk dissolve, who is this imposter over there that's identical, atom for atom, with the original Captain Kirk? He claims he has all the memories, all the information of Captain Kirk. What happened to the soul? Who are you if you can teleport yourself from one point to another? Of course, they did try
1: to deal with those in a few of the episodes. What about... um, some of the things like telekinesis, things that really involved the mind, being able to move objects or things like we that? We
0: can already access people's thoughts. At Brown University, they took a stroke victim who is more or less paralyzed, cannot communicate with the outside world, a vegetable, put a chip in the brain, connected the computer, connected the chip to a laptop, and in a few hours, the person began to manipulate the cursor on the screen. This person is paralyzed. Oh, I've he seen cannot, that.
1: We did a piece on that. Yeah.
0: He can play video yeah. games. Yeah. He can answer emails. By the, by the mind. By the mind. Yeah. And we can even do the reverse process, actually read thoughts from the outside. Brain scans, MRI scans, allow you to see the energy distribution of the brain. When you tell a lie, for example, it takes much more energy than telling the truth because you have to know the truth know the lie, the cover-up, and the consequences of the cover-up. That takes an enormous amount of energy, which is very easily picked up on an MRI That's scan. why the,
1: yeah, the lie detector, one of, the, one of those.
0: So this is coming in the future. Not only will we be able to think and control computers and do crossword puzzles by thinking about it and surf the web, uh, machines will actually be able to read people's emotions uh, just by zapping into the energy consumption of the brain. That's coming very fast now. And what about discovering the whereabouts of
1: people? I mean, will we be able to identify, like Osama bin Laden, would there be a way to know if we had a DNA molecule of his, would we be able to be, be able to trace him through some kind of electromagnetic field. That's thing? really
0: hard. Uh, we've used some of our most advanced technologies to try to identify people in different places, and it, it's too tough with, with present day technology.
1: Class A or Class Three?
0: No? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, class one yeah. impossibility. That is impossibilities that may be possible in the coming decades. Now, Osama bin Laden may have vanished into thin air, but now we think invisibility may mm. be possible. Two years ago, we made the first object disappear under microwave radiation. Six months ago, we showed that light can bend in a way consistent with invisibility. In a few decades, we may actually be able to make an object disappear. So Harry Potter, watch out. But it's still there, it's just that you can't see it. You can't see it. Light wraps around you and reforms at the other end. So you take Harry Potter, you put him in a cylinder. Light hits the cylinder, wraps around the cylinder, and reforms at the other end. Uh-huh. So he has disappeared, except for his eyeballs. <laughs> he has to look out. You have to make two holes in the cylinder. So you see two floating eyeballs. Wow. Well, I can see why this book is so popular, even though it says physics in it.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. My physics pleasure. of the Impossible.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast, one in a series of interviews conducted by Greater Boston host Emily Rooney. We invite you to watch Greater Boston weeknights on WGBH2 at 7 p.m. and again at midnight. The program is also available through Comcast On Demand.